Welcome to Season 2 of Breaking Free. I'm Rania Kurdi, a confidence life coach, comedian and mother of two. I invite you to join me bi-weekly for confidence tips and interesting chats with my guests who work in fields that help develop confidence. And sometimes with people who have a personal story to share of how they were able to break free from fears that held them back from living their life with confidence and purpose. Today's episode differs from previous ones on Breaking Free and is special in the sense that it gives you the opportunity to hear what an actual coaching session is like with me. I begin with asking the client what it is they're hoping to gain from the session and where they would like more help feeling confident. Issues can't be solved in one session, however some clarity and understanding can be gained, helping the client move forward and take steps towards changing the patterns that have been holding them back. I hope this honest coaching and mentoring session helps you gain helpful insights and aha moments too, perhaps, about your own journey and any obstacles that may have been standing in your way. So let's start and meet my client today for his first session. Hi, it's good to have you here today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And I hope that our chat together is going to help you find more clarity about the blocks that are possibly in your way that are keeping you from reaching your goals or feeling more confident about uh, certain things and to help others who are listening too, because I'm sure that they will resonate with similar feelings, similar struggles. So thank you for being brave to share this publicly and um, do this work today. That's really important. Definitely looking forward for it. So let's start from the beginning. First of all, I'm just going to state that we know each other previously, but through creative work. And I actually don't know um, the private side of whatever issue it is that you have to bring to the session today. So we're sort of working from a clear slate here. And and things can't be solved and changed with um, patterns and mindsets from one session. However, it is a good start to understand how a coaching session works and how we would go about it and maybe have some small wins to know how to move forward from here for a second session or a third session. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so first of all, what would you like to gain out of this session? What kind of clarity or solution is it that you're looking for? Well, um, I would say I've, for the last maybe four or five years, I've been noticing that there are a couple of issues that are holding me back. Every time I try to make a move, a step forward in my career, or love life, or there's always something holding me back. So I'm not sure what's going on. Mm. And um, it's just something new that I've never experienced before. So this has just been coming up recently in the in the last four or five years that you're noticing there's a couple of issues that hold you back when you want to move forward with your career or love life? Correct. Okay. And can you think what was happening for you in the last four or five years when this started to happen? Um, leaving the country where I grew up and uh, being alone with my ideas gave me the chance to experience new emotions and new uh, 
maybe letting go with a couple of things um just being in a new country new experiences and new people a new job so i i i think i the fact that i started experiencing um life as myself without filtering anything um and i'm i'm talking about the least details like going back home after 12 where my parents won't try to call me back and see where <laughs> where am i or um uh, going on a date with somebody that i really like uh without uh you know fearing uh that somebody would see me or so i think there was a lot of new experiences that i went through so i was all over the place mm. so it sounds like before there was like a textbook of rules for you to follow and as suffocating as that might be there's a safety in knowing that when this happens i need to do this when this is expected of me i say this and now that you have an opportunity to make your own decisions feel your own experiences through your own emotions see things through your own eyes do you think there's a little bit of fear about making those decisions yourself feeling those feelings yourself now definitely um sometimes i feel like um i'm living my 20s again but with being exposed to the things i should have been exposed to 10 years ago mm so so what's the little what's the little gremlin we call it a noise that's coming up in your head whenever you do want to take a step forward with your career or your love life what is it telling you that holds you back and makes you fearful maybe the fact that i don't know what i'm doing you know what i mean like <laughs> i i it's not like i have um an older uh, um idol or somebody who can i um follow their steps right in my sh- who been in my shoe before it's um it's something new i don't know anybody who went through that so maybe this is why i don't know so would you say what you're explaining is a lack of trust in yourself definitely I I I agree with that yeah. And that would be, you know, a common thing when family and parents don't give you the autonomy, the independence to make your own decisions and your own mistakes. You know, you have to abide by what they say, how they think, um what the culture requires. There's there's all of this where you're not allowed to make your own mistakes or make mistakes. So it can be very scary to then suddenly have the freedom to do so. Um just like someone actually spending most of their life in prison and then they're given freedom, there's somehow uh, a security in being in prison knowing what time to eat, what time to sleep, what the rules are, how to behave. Um so when it's left 
alter the person themselves, it can be a scary thing. True. I I I grew up in a in a kind of a conservative house where um I would say my dad always had his insecurities and um um I grew up being abused by my dad for for the least purpose reasons like if I um I don't know if I get into trouble for <laughs> very small trouble he would like uh beat me and um um like make me spend a couple of hours facing the wall or something like that um um dad and mom didn't get a good education actually uh I think they graduated high school and that's it um so I didn't have enough space to make my own mistakes, if that makes sense. So there were severe consequences when even small mistakes happened. You know, there True. was abuse or punishing you in a very harsh way. And so, you know, that will register as trauma and in your subconscious to say that it's a very dangerous thing to make a mistake. And now that yeah. you have more freedom and more important decisions to make on your own, the bigger they are, the more that part of your subconscious is going to come up and say, be careful. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, actually, yeah. So what would you say is the change that you want? What is going to make you feel happier in life and more relaxed to make these decisions what is it that you want what i want just to be able to do whatever i want to do you know what i mean like i i know it's a decision that i need to do to take and to do what you want to do in order to do that what do you need i feel i need some support there's some kind of a support kind of support so you feel you need someone from the outside to lean on or do you need support from yourself and the and the trust that you can make a decision i trust myself with my decisions but i feel the only thing why i can't act on it is because i don't have enough support so can you give me an example now of a decision lately and it doesn't have to be a big one I mean, even the smaller it is, the more we can see how it's difficult sure. for you, even with small decisions. So I've been thinking about going back to university. And um, in order to do that, I'm going to need to quit my full-time job and find a part-time job. Whoever I'm with right now or around me right now, I feel I can't do it without their support. Support in what way? Financially? Emotionally? What is it that you lack from them? I think emotionally, maybe financially, but I just, even if the person can, maybe, like, if they can even provide that kind of support, I, I didn't see it. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I just don't see it. But th this is what stops me most of the time. Like, um, 
Do I need to be in charge all the time? Can I let go? So how would you describe support if they did what? Yeah, I, I would say if somebody tell me that things are going to be okay, just go for it. Things are going to be okay. I'll, I'll be fine with that, I guess. But I always feel like I have to be in charge. I have to be the one who's taking care of everyone. And that makes me overthink everything. And, um, like, um, so you need their words of encouragement and support to feel free to go ahead and do this thing, that they're not judging you, they're supporting you. Correct. But there's still a part of you that's saying to you, I need to support them. I need to make decisions and think about how those decisions will affect everyone else. Um, Is Did I understand correctly? Yeah. Um, actually, it's, it's just that feeling that the other person and the, 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 the example that I gave for it, it's, it like, it includes more like a partner or, uh, you know what I mean? A wife, a husband. Um, so this is why I feel like if, if I'm not in control, well, not in control. If, like, I would, lo I would love to have somebody who would take control for a bit, so I can take care of myself. That does that make sense? Yeah. Or if I understood or convinced myself that this person can't take care of himself, it just sometimes, I, Ronnie, I feel like I need to take care of somebody that I, you know, like. I'm not sure how to describe that part. What is your relationship like at the moment with your partner? Is your partner someone who's quite dependent on you? Yes. Okay. So do you generally find that you have a pattern of being attracted to people who are perhaps more needy? Yes. Or in a... Yeah. And then that doesn't allow you to feel free to make decisions again for yourself. So it's like you found your own way of prison to still not be able to just be carefree and and do decisions that affect only you because yeah. they're going to affect someone else. Even, even talking about my previous relationship, it was the same. So what do you think initially attracts you to someone who has those qualities? Because at at the beginning, there's something that attracts you and makes you feel good and safe in that sort of relationship. What do you think that is? Because I'm just looking now on my previous relationships in the last 10 years. And um, yeah, um, I always, I'm always with somebody who's... Uh, does it make you feel safe that they need you? Wow. Wow. Maybe. So 
think of what the the wins are for you in a relationship like that a safe space is it opposite what you had at home that it's not going to be someone who tells you what to do and tells you you've made a mistake if they're in a position that's more needy oh, of yeah. you oh yeah oh yeah definitely oh my god yes rania actually <laughs> wow um i can't stand it if my spouse tells me that i made a mistake i can't stand it so that is your trigger you would call that a trigger and you know that that's a trigger so when that happens instead of blaming them and getting really angry about them and about that moment you take it back and breathe and sit with it and sort of love yourself and be gentle with yourself that this is a trigger that's coming and stemming from your past it's a previous pain if that previous pain wasn't there it wouldn't trigger you so much them saying that's a mistake you'd just be like well maybe you think that but or mistakes happen it's fine actually i can give you an example from yesterday yeah we've been driving the car and i stopped at an intersection and it was my turn to go and i did so they're like um it wasn't your turn that was a mistake and that ruined the whole day for me i don't know why and i just know why and now i know why because of what you said how does it feel to be wrong or someone be righteous depends on the person so the more people are close to me like i would react more if my girlfriend boyfriend would tell me these words more than professionally to hear it from a colleague or hmm. so when it has an emotional attachment yes yeah and i imagine it depends how it's said so if your partner was to say oh my god you're crazy how did you do that that was totally not your turn you might feel like a bit of a rebel and it not bother you perhaps but if there's a tone of a parent of oh, that wasn't right oh it drives me crazy yeah definitely so we have this we have this dynamic generally of adult where it is a healthy place and we have parent and child so parent in a, in the negative will give you that tone of authority that tone of they are right and you are wrong that tone of reprimanding you or punishing you um giving you rules and the child dynamic and tone will be to be defensive or to have a tantrum and react or to start acting very childish and cute and and silly and in order to be more lovable and this is the dynamic that most families have 
and they become triggers. So when you go into a workplace or with a new partner or with friends and suddenly that tone is there that feels like it did with your parents, you could resort to either child in your responses or sometimes in order to beat it, you try and be parent as well, negative parent as well and you're sort of head to head trying to do authority with authority. And where we really need to practice to be is adult. An adult is a calm place of responding instead of reacting. We react when it's coming from trauma and pain and triggers and we respond when we're actually in the moment. We're not connecting what's happening in the moment now, what they're saying and what you just did at the traffic light to all your other past experiences of being told you were wrong. You're just responding to that now without previous pain in a calm adult response. You pause in your angry moment, but before you just blurt out something and, re and react, you think, no, wait a minute, I'm gonna respond. How does this make me feel? I'm just gonna breathe some deep breaths through my nose. I'm just gonna let it settle for a bit. And if I still wanna respond with anger or respond with setting a boundary or something like that, you still can, but do it from a place of I've paused, I've breathed, I've been able to think a little bit, and now I'm gonna respond as adult. I'm not gonna react immediately with no control. And usually when we react, that's when we, we regret what we've said. We've said something that we didn't mean to say. We perhaps feel guilty afterwards. And sometimes because we feel guilty, we resent that other person. We resent that they put us in a situation where we do things we don't want to do, say things we don't want to say, and then we feel guilty and resent them for it. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't saying that sometimes the other person is not doing things from their triggers and saying things in the wrong way. But that isn't your issue as much as it is. Where is it coming from for you? If it is coming from a trigger and past feelings, then you can sit with it, breathe through it and respond very differently or say, hmm, this upsets me right now, but I'd rather talk about it later. And later you can come back to your partner and say, when that happened in the car, it brought up a lot of old stuff for me and it reminds me of when my dad used to do this, this and that. And that is a very painful part of my life and it would really help me if you were to be a bit sensitive to not saying things in a tone that are reprimanding that I am wrong and you are right or anything like that because I would be touchy towards it and I'm also going to work on noticing that that is my own trauma that I need to work on and I'm doing things towards it and that would be an adult healthy way of communication, of changing the dynamic that you have with your partner so it's not ruined by dynamics that were unhealthy that you had in your past. What's interesting is that I've never seen it like this. For me, it's been always like, if I didn't mention the incident that happened yesterday, I would never 
see it differently now because at the moment you feel it's like you feel what you did was correct but now mm. i'm like why did i do that <laughs> things could have been way easier wow yeah at the time it feels justified and 100% oh, yeah. right because we're in that emotional state yeah and you know codependency which you can read a lot about um there's a marvelous book called codependent no more and i'll put that in the notes it describes the characteristics of how we behave how we choose partners how we make decisions because of the codependency and to be honest ronya the only time i started accepting the fact that i might need to talk to somebody about what's going on is the time when i left the country where i used to live and this is the only time i'm like okay what's going on what's the i start experiencing and um discovering myself but i've been always worried whenever i ask myself like why did i do this thing or why did i react like that i've been always like worried do i really need to know the answer what are you worried from at that time it was the fact that i'm throwing away anything i was learned for the last 20 years i'm just throwing away and i'm starting to learn things again so i unlearned myself i unlearned and i'm still doing that just to learn things again from a different perspective so are you scared that you're wasting all the things you learned before by unlearning them i i was honestly i was because yes. the good news is is that's what it's all about so you're halfway there already if that's what you've been doing because we actually <laughs> all have to unlearn what we've learnt in order to start learning what we really want what we really think because actually we're programmed to only think what we've been told to think what our parents think what our culture thinks true and like what they said we should like and study what they said we should study and yeah. eat what they think is right for us so sometimes you'll grow up thinking that these are your own beliefs and these are your own habits and we need to unlearn them to then learn again and learning again you might discover ah oh, i actually do like doing this it's not because i was told to do this i like it as well you know true um or it can be completely the opposite oh my god i spent 20 years playing karate and i don't actually like it why am i still doing it right you know so if that seemed like a scary thing that you're wasting years by unlearning now the good news is no that's the the right way to go well that makes me feel happy now just to know that i'm on some kind of on a on a on a road somewhere that would lead me somewhere yeah and definitely the awareness of realizing how your past will affect your future will make you 
be able to pause, breathe and notice how you react to certain situations and question them. Where is this coming from? Is this really about this situation or is it something deeper? And let me sit with myself with no judgment, with a lot of love for that young child who was made to stand and face the corner, who was hit at the least little mistake, even it might not be a mistake, not knowing what's a mistake, what isn't a mistake. There's no rules that are clear. All these things to feel for that child, because if you saw that child now or if that child was yours, you would see them with a lot of empathy and love. But when it's you yourself, you're just seeing them in adult eyes. You know, they should have been harder. They should have known better. They shouldn't have made mistakes. And you can bully yourself the same way you were bullied. So it starts with that self-love that we hear so much about but don't know how to do if we're not told. You know, how do we do that? We do it by not saying horrible things in our head to ourselves. You stupid idiot. You've done that again. And to allow the emotions to come up if you want to cry, if you want to be angry, don't berate yourself that you're not allowed to feel that. Because again, we had family that say, don't cry. It's not nice to be angry or say hateful things. Be a man, don't cry, true. Yeah. So you're going to be that parent that you hadn't had to yourself and your younger self now, where you go, it's okay to cry. It's okay that I'm feeling this way. I've been through a lot and I need some love and I'm going to tell you beautiful, nice, supporting things. I'm going to support you, the the younger you. I'm listening. I'm giving you space. I'm sat here still and breathing and letting you express yourself to me. I'm not blocking you because usually you'll just block. You might go and eat to block. You might turn the TV on. You might call a friend. And it's, it's a way of numbing. And so that child never gets to let it out. They don't get to express it. They don't get to be held and heard and supported. And when you see a child having a tantrum and screaming because they want attention, they want to be heard about something, the more the parent says, stop it, and, and um, threatens them and, and is annoyed by them, the more the child will try harder. But if they go, yes, sweetheart, what is it? And actually gives them that space. Sometimes the child is a bit stunned. They don't actually know, uh, uh, I forgot what I was crying about. Or they'll say, you know, (laughs) I want to play at my friend's and he's not letting me and whatever. And then you just hear them through. Mm, Okay, I can see that you're angry and upset about that. How How would it help for you to feel better? What would help you to feel better? And then just the, the fact that you're listening or giving them opportunity to express themselves, one, builds trust in themselves that they can find answers. And two, is that if they have pain or frustration, they will be heard. So if you haven't had that, you have to start learning to give that to yourself. So it's a gradual thing because the same way you learnt things over the last 30 years, it's going to take some years to unlearn them and learn new ways. Definitely. Definitely, yes. Um, I'm, I'm, like, the way I'm feeling right now, I'm happy, I'm happier. I'm, um, I wish I learned that earlier. 
but I really think this is what we should be taught at schools. All the other things the that degree. they give, yeah, such importance too. These are ways to cope in life, to communicate with each other, to have healthy relationships and prosper. And imagine if we didn't have all these blocks that held us back, how much we would be able to achieve of our highest potential. It's fear that holds us back from from doing that it's fear of judgment fear of failure fear of success sometimes and how other people will be around us if we're too successful and so we don't end up really living our best life which is also why we hear a lot of that phrase you know live your best life yeah. and you know i always thought that i'm being emotionally invincible and I'm strong enough to um, move on from any trauma or any bad memory happened to me. And I thought, okay, I'm good. I'm doing well. When the reality is, I wasn't. And if I didn't have this session with you, I would never know. There's a saying, you don't know what you don't know. And it's only till you know it that you realize you didn't know before. And instead of it being a scary thing or um, a depressing thing, it's actually, I don't know if you agree with this, it's its invigorating because suddenly you feel like there's there's a way out of feeling the way I've been feeling. I thought I was doing well, but there's something niggling me that feels heavy. Something that I know I could be doing more in life and I'm not doing it even though I feel that I can sort myself out and I'm invincible and I'm not hurt by my past but you know now suddenly there's a way and an understanding that ah oh, it has been there I I totally agree with you what what I think this session has done to me it turned my emotions that I'd, I've never knew how to deal with into something that I can see, not physically. But now I'm more connected. I'm, I, I understand more now. So it's not it's not that black hole for me anymore. It's not just an emotion. Now it's more like all right, it's not an emotion, it's a problem, it's an issue, and it's one, two, three, four. And it's solvable. Yes. And that what gives me hope now. <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I compare it to maybe living with ADHD all your life and being yeah. really hard on yourself that you can't concentrate long enough and you get distracted and you procrastinate and you bully yourself about it. And then... One day someone mentions, have you had an ADHD test? You know, maybe you should check it out. And you do, and you discover that you do have it. It's not as bad to discover, actually, as you might think, because it then explains so much. You can... You can stop being so hard on yourself because it explains so much. You're like, oh, well, that's why I couldn't da-da-da-da. Okay, I can give myself a bit more self-love now and patience 
And now I can learn how to work around the fact that I can't concentrate long hours. So I'm going to do things in short periods and short scales. I can communicate to others that I have ADHD. So please don't be insulted if I can't sit for a long time in the meeting without, you know, needing to move and get up for a bit or you then know how to work around your life in a much healthier way because you have that information. Information is definitely power. It's not something to fear and run away from and go, no, I'm going to keep that deep, deep inside. If I, if I don't unlock it, I'm good. True. It's, it's, this is definitely something we need to be learning in schools from a young, young age. Personally, if I, if I had this session 15 years ago, my life definitely would be better today. As I told you, you turned my emotion into something that I can deal with. You you gave my emotions a physical um, shape or turn it into a math um, formula. And I think when you ask for support we sometimes need to specify and get clear about what is the support that we need and who do we need it from. Sometimes we want it from our loved ones. We want them to be the coach, the therapist, the father, the mother, the teacher. They can't be all those things. So it's better to share our emotions and understand them with an expert and to go and talk about our nutrition and our health plan with an expert and to leave the the love and the loving with the partner, you know, and we have different friends that support in different ways or perhaps it's not support, it's purely enjoyment or laughter. That in itself is something very important and special and um, not to sort of put all our focus in one area and learn how we can support ourselves as well. So at the beginning of the session, I asked what you would like from today. And you summarized it as in to trust yourself, to be able to trust yourself to make decisions. Yep. What is it that you feel you've taken from today that you can summarize? And it'd be good for you to journal about it as well, because then it really does register with you. For me, the just the fact that if any incident happen in the future i feel now i'll be more aware of my reactions so i can respond or yes respond instead of react and how do you respond instead of react what is it that we we do in order to respond we're gonna breathe and breathe out (laughs) and and pause and pause take our time and um make sure that whatever we're responding is the incident that happened now not an incident that happened 15 years ago yeah and it's coming from a place of adult not a place of child having a tantrum or defending themselves and not from a place of an authoritative parent who's trying to fight back the other authoritative parent Yes, definitely. And what about your decisions? If we go back to the decision of university and you feeling like you can't make a decision because you're worried about your partner's needs. What decisions can you make towards your university 
thinking of yourself and your needs. Because that's a codependent way of, of thinking. You know, it's not saying you need to be selfish, but the, the codependency sometimes makes you do everything with the consideration of everyone else, usually but, your, but yourself. And in fact, it's not a selfish thing if you take care of yourself, you better yourself, you're a happier person. You can be a happier and better partner and even more supportive as a partner than someone who feels restricted and resentful and always caring for someone else and ignoring your own needs. So when you start changing that mindset, you're able to go, okay, I'm going to step out of this codependency way of thinking and I'm going to go, what step can I take towards my future that I feel is beneficial for me? Thank you today for sharing all that you've shared and I hope that a lot of change begins to happen for you in small ways and small steps and um, that you can see the progress. Definitely. Thank you very much for having me. That was awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Free, please share it with your friends or on your social media platforms. And of course, I'd really love it if you can subscribe, rate or review the show. You can reach me directly at raniacurdy.com if you would like to ask a question, comment on what you heard today, or find out how I can support you on your journey.